Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems which will allow you to realize and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Hello, Kaz. I was going to get in first and you beat me to it again. Well, you know, too slow, you snooze, bad luck. (laughs) He who hesitates is lost. Exactly. (laughs) Well, welcome to you as well. Well, now, seeing you want to talk, what's today's theme? Today's theme is inspired, which is quite up for the... For our show, actually, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. It is, isn't it? Mm. And your life is your message to the world, so let's make it inspiring. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to have the whole show with our beautiful guest, and one of the main reasons is that is because she's another Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Three of us together in the one room. That's right. One studio, three Karens. Can our listeners handle that? So, Kaz. Our special guest today is Karen Kwok. Karen is an empath and intuitive, a sound therapist, a labyrinth facilitator and a multi-dimensional energy alchemist. Wow, going to be asking you a lot of questions about that shortly. She has been working for over 20 years to bring balance and harmony into the lives of her clients and their environments in the corporate arena, in private homes and in their inner sacred spaces. She is a trained contemporary artist and natural designer a master teacher of interior alignment, Hmm, that's interesting, and the creator of the Soul Pathways program and her new spiritual haven, Bori Bori, for the world weary. I think I'm there. (laughs) We're all there. She has infused all these practices with her knowledge of creative expression, ritual and shamanic practices into helping spiritual seekers and is passionate about creativity, land healing and nature. Welcome, Karen. Yes, super exciting and wanting to know more. Good. Well, thank you, Karen, and thank you, Kaz, for having me here today. I've been very excited to come. Mm. So first off, an empath. Yes. Please explain. (laughs) Because I'm sure our listeners are going, what the hell is that? (laughs) Well, an empath is somebody who's highly sensitive And that means highly sensitive to energy. So that could be within the environment. And it is also um, sometimes they take on other people's energy if they're not aware of how um, they're feeling. Sometimes just even walking into a room, they could actually pick up on other people's feelings and emotions and um, can feel that. Okay, so I've heard of something like that from people that have been masseuses or something like that and they've done a massage or some sort of healing therapies on them hands-on yes. and then walked away and been unwell because they've picked up some energy transfer there. Is yeah. that what you mean? Um, a little bit different. So an empath would, would be using um, the clairsentience part mm-hmm. of their yeah. um, body. Yep. Can you explain that, um, what that is? Energy field. Thank you. Yep. Um, and with... When, say, for example, as you mentioned with massage, yeah. um, there's actually touch there. So yeah. the, emp- the empathic capabilities go a little bit further then. It, it actually becomes then a transference of energy. So people, that energy can get absorbed 
through the energetic field into the physical body. So, so they, you'd have a lot of rituals to clear that from your body? Absolutely. Very important that um, holistic practitioners use um, practices to actually disconnect from their clients. And oh. especially if they're an empath as well, um, right. that, would, that would make it quite a difficult process. Yeah, interesting. Wow, that's really interesting. I know. And intuitive. I mean, we all probably know what intuitive is. Yes. Um, but please explain again. Well, I, everybody's intuitive. Yeah, to Every, a degree. Just, everybody yeah, has that yes. yeah, capability. So it's about knowing that, trusting that gut instinct mm-hmm. and really going with it and knowing and not second-guessing yeah. what, what they go with their gut. Yes. So intuitive to me is like going with your, yeah. going with your gut. Exactly. exactly. But now, everybody I'm, does have that and capability. And believing and trusting. Yes. Exactly. Trust yeah. is a big one. It totally yeah. is a big one. So the gut feeling that we say is, a, is intuition. Yes. Yes. Uh, sound therapy. Now, I've had this... Done. We've had Karen give it to us. Yes, and yeah. also and before. And um, so explain that. There's so many interesting things here. Well, as a sound therapist, we use the energy of that you can't actually see. So it's a vibration that's carried through the air, um, which is in silence anyway, and it's in within a room. But I use the crystal singing bowls, mm, and I love use those, those in um, a form of a therapeutic session, and I also do meditations with it. Wow. So I'm using sound to actually... Um, move energy and transform mm. an environment or transform the energy of a person. I, every time I have that, I always feel so much more grounded, aware, and just like beautiful. Oh, fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah. It's, it is. it's just yeah. such amazing. It just resonates through your body. But I love like the sound of them. All it, of your parts in your body. It's just so yeah. soothing. Well, it does. It's like it, it's almost like tapping the cells awake by saying, hello, let's get rid of what we need to get rid of and um, let's get that out. And after sound, actually, it's really a fabulous thing to go and have a swim in the ocean afterwards or go and have an Epsom salt bath mm. to cleanse what the sound is actually started to break up for you yes i can remember years ago people uh, telling me that if you're feeling a little bit down go and put your feet in the oh, ocean absolutely it just releases yes so much but i've also heard um of the epsom salt too to um as far as releasing bad energies and things like that is that right yeah it's, a, it's yeah. like a detox so yeah. what water's doing for our physical mm. bodies the epsom salt as well does for the body as well look there's so many other things i want to ask you about i think we should just go to a song though Exactly. So this is a song that Karen's chosen? No, I've chosen this one. So I, yes, I Karen, was right then. Yes, Karen, Karen has, has chosen, chosen this song. <laughs> so we're going to go right now to a song by Jewel called Intuition. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 or 90.3, your community radio station. Karen. And I know this yes. is confusing. <laughs> we're both listening. Actually, actually, before we go into um, asking your next question, when we were chatting earlier, Karen Quant, that is, and I, I, we actually were talking about that Karen is actually Danish for Catherine. Yes. And they both mean pure. And so, Karen, can you share the story with our listeners that you told me about how you knew that pure is and we were laughing saying well we're not that pure and I just said well we are pure from the heart's perspective yes um 
2013, I was invited to be part of a documentary by Warwick Thornton called The Dark Side, The Other Side. And Claudia Carvin played my role or her. my um, story. So basically it was Aboriginal stories around Australia that people had experienced in spirit. And um, Warwick then put all that into a documentary. So my story was about um, going to a meditation and having an Aboriginal elder in spirit initiate me to be able to heal the land and throughout that um, meditation the Aboriginal lady who was there doing the smudging ceremony Mm -hmm. for us when I was going on an Aboriginal dreaming journey um, saw the Aboriginal elder as I did and afterwards she came up to me and she said did you realize that that was my grandfather in spirit and he has actually initiated you to be able to heal the land and I said well why is that and she said because you have a pure heart you have the heart of a child and um yeah so that brought that back about the purity of of our names being Karen yeah I just got goosebumps when you talk about that because Karen and I went to Uluru last year and yeah, I just my um earth gratitude and I just loved it like my mum passed away a year ago and she just loved Australia but particularly the Aboriginal culture and when I was there I felt quite close to her but I just loved it I bought books on you know the Aboriginal medicine things and mm. all this sort of stuff so I just love what you're what you're saying now yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. to me it's so interesting yeah no as, as we've both said many times Kaz it would I think that every white Australian should visit Uluru by the time they're 21 because you really do have a newfound respect for our original inhabitants yeah. and their and culture country. and everything about it and all their spiritual beliefs as well oh, it's is amazing yeah, you know it's i don't know we're just it's been around for thousands and thousands of years but we year but just the everyday person is are not is not aware of it no they're not yeah, yeah. So, and it, that's what beautiful. i loved it was beautiful mm. which brings us on to my next question which is about bori bori Okay, your yes. new spiritual haven. My baby. Yes, which is good because you shared with us that your baby, who's now 18, has gone overseas for a year. <laughs> so it's good that you have another baby to take care of this year. Yes, and uh, that is, it's really quite interesting when we're talking about this because Borai Borai means, is Aboriginal for baby, baby. Oh, um, beautiful. So this is my um, baby that I've um, created up in Gloucester, which is three and a half hours north of Sydney. Sydney. And it's basically a place where people can come to to really connect to nature and really immerse themselves in the reverence of nature. Because I think as a technological society, we've we've become used to um, our mobile phones and our computers being turned on all of the time that it's created this false sense of urgency. Um, when people send you a message, you feel like you have to answer it Yeah, that's true. That, yeah. And I think that it's creating um, this real false illusion of time. And by able to come to us at Bori Bori and just actually just immerse yourself in nature and sit with the land, it's amazing what you can learn about yourself. And so that was the inspiration behind it by this Aboriginal elder in spirit actually showing me what I could do on the land and the land, sitting with the land and hearing the land and what I needed to create there. So I created this space um, with a labyrinth, with an outdoor labyrinth, um, which is just beautiful because I've used the stones of the earth that have been um, 
dug up there and the stones are what you call like we call it the, like the stone people so they have their own ancient wisdom yes. within that and so um so it's a personal journey for me that I've been a creator and and it's inspired me to do this and it's also we're off grid and we are trying to make a statement of also using the farming techniques of natural sequence farming which is quite controversial mm. um, it's along the permaculture side of things but a gentleman by the name of Peter Andrews um, established natural sequence farming and so my husband is actually using that as his side of the things but spiritually for me I've created a space a workspace that I can work out of um, that has been set up to interior alignment practices and feng shui tenets and principles so that when people visit that they can actually connect straight into the essence of who they are so that they feel in harmony and they feel connected and so ceremony has been used throughout um, the whole establishment of the whole part of Bori Bori, even from the road in to the walls at the front, they're encrusted with crystals and there's been ceremony and ritual held um, with um, an Aboriginal elder um, for the land and for us. I was going to say, were there rituals in order to clear the, clear the land energetically, yes, if you know what I mean? We yeah. did. So um, was it wow. Aboriginals from the local area? Yeah, the Warramai yeah. and the Berapi people mm -hmm. and... Um, so I felt very strongly that that needed to be done before we, we start any process yes. and that it, we were accepted to do that. And, yeah, it's just grown into this beautiful place that I now want to share with people mm. um, and also work out of there and, and run my own creative expression courses and uh, my Soul Pathways program, which is about basically getting people back to finding their true essence of who they really are, the real truth, Yeah. Um, without all the all the stuff that the other layers that are on top of it yeah so when you're saying it's off-grid you mean uh, technology te yes te solar te we've, we've gone completely on solar and oh okay um, yeah there's no telephone lines in so or, is there any electricity um well the electricity is there but it's all run by solar so okay, yes cool. I, can, I can turn on a light switch okay, and, cool. and just know that i can mm, leave it on yeah. and i don't have to worry okay. about it but people will be connected not by their phone but to themselves and Absolutely. to other people Absolutely. Which is the better way to all of us for, to be connected, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, which is beautiful. What do you think, Kaz? Yeah, I mean, uh, it sounds delightful. I know. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that leads us into our next song, which was chosen by Karen today. And it's Shame by Keith Urban, who is our Australian artist for this week. Why did what what made you choose this song, Karen? Number one, he's hot, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> I've been to, I've been to. I've never seen him live though. I have. I've you been have, to yeah. about four of his concerts. Oh, really? And oh. He's, he's fantastic. He's an amazing guitar player. Mm. But the reason I picked Shame um, really was, it's about realizing that we're not perfect in what we do in our everyday lives. We are perfect, yes. Yes. But. Um, that we sometimes we carry a lot of shame and a lot of emotional baggage with us trying to be the person that somebody else wants, wants us, us to be, to be. Yeah. rather than being the person that yeah. they am. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's really what I'm about is getting back to really showing people who you really are, being the authentic self yes. that you are. Yes, and we like to say that we are perfectly um, in our imperfect self. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so enjoy, everybody. 
You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Check out our website at rnb.org.au. I love that. Everyone hurts the same. They do. It's so cool. And we forget it. Yes. And I've got a little quote here that I'd like to add with that. There's no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people get inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. I love that. Yeah. So how do you, Karen Quant? Right, seems there's three Karens in the room. <laughs> how do I deal with my, my imperfections? Yeah. I try and that actually, could, that leads me on to my quote. Could I? Could I uh, most my certainly. So my quote is, when a woman tells the truth, she's creating the possibility for more truth around her by Adrian Rich. And so what that means to me is that um, the more honest I can be, um, the more, as a woman, mm-hmm. because as a woman when we're growing up, I think it from our generation, we were taught to be more considerate and, and hide be, our not, shadow yeah, side and mm-hmm. not be offensive and not be aggressive and to try and be this person which is probably a little bit disempowering. Whereas I think when we're honest with ourselves and we can actually say no or we can actually um, be empowered to step out and go, this is me and let me do it and not compromise who we really mm. truly are, then it actually empowers other women and other people to be the same. Totally. And so it allows people then to be in their truth. So by yeah. me being in my truth... And people seeing that, it inspires them to be the same. Yeah. So if I'm, mm. you know, so if I show my imperfections from, from leading back to your quote, yeah, then yeah. it allows other people to show theirs too. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which inspires we, everyone which inspires, else. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just a, a snowball effect. Yeah, I think it's really important as women as well that we that we inspiring and collaborate with each other and support each other. Yeah. And another thing that's just popped into my mind then is that when you do that or, or when you feel that you're not connecting with someone and you you know, where you go, I don't like her, it's to realise that she's actually affecting you. So there's something about her that you don't like about yourself and it's always that sort of um, I guess it's what's the word I'm looking for? The, well, they can to a back a, and fro. Yeah, and they can become a really good teacher for you to yes. to look at what that's triggering in you. Yeah, so why aren't so, I yeah. liking her, or what is it yeah. about her that I'm not liking? Yeah. Yeah. The, what what about her is actually in me? In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring awareness, a different perception, yeah. and also to show the vulnerabilities too. You know, yes. to show each other the you know our vulnerabilities and truth yeah and it's amazing when you get past that and you find you heal it in within yourself you actually get on with that person absolutely it's it's funny it's like all of a sudden i like that person yeah she's changed (laughs) and it wasn't really her at all (laughs) no you just woke up inside yourself exactly so what sort of program um what what are you going to do up at bora bora like like you have an official opening and when is that it's on the 13th of february and so what's what's that day going to entail? Well, it's it's really about letting people that we know that we're there at a place called Buckawaka, which is three and a half hours up don't the swear, coast. Karen. Please, we don't <laughs> like swearing on this radio. And <laughs> it's near Gloucester, uh, three and a half hours up north, up the coast. And it's what's going to happen is it's like a celebration to let people know that we're there. Um, I've created this beautiful workspace, which is 
decked out to feng shui tenants and, and it's for everybody's success and they can come and experience courses and workshops and uh, personal development with myself on a one-to-one -one basis. Um, but on the day, it'll be, we'll have lunch, there we get a glass of champagne, we um, will have a ceremony by an Aboriginal elder who will do a clearing of the studio, even though I myself have done my own Celtic um, and um, my own special interior alignment ritual that I do. Can I ask why Celtic? Because um, that's where my roots are. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my roots. Okay, cool. And I... Um, so even though I've space cleared it, I also wanted to do it for people so that they could experience that clearing by an Aboriginal elder to come and do that for the studio. And so that'll be like the official the official bit and I'll let people know about the programs that I'm creating, um, mm -hmm. which are based around um, the Soul Pathways program, which is about really you know, immersing themselves in the land but finding out who they're, tr you know, trying to find their truest essence and using the labyrinth and then using creative expression with that. So when you walk a labyrinth, is there a structure to it or is it just go for it or...? <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's quite a complicated multi-dimensional thing but it's also very simplistic because you're putting one foot in front of the other and, and walking it. But the labyrinth is like a metaphor for life. So you take into the labyrinth a particular intention and um, there's what we call... Um, there's On the way in, you can release whatever it is that you want to release and you get to a centre point. So there's only one way in and it's not there. It's not a maze. It's not meant to confuse you. It's actually about you finding yourself. So... That's the beauty about it is that you're going to get to that centre. You are going to find that centre. And that centre can be a lot of different things to a lot of people. It can be God. It can be creator, universal power. It can just be a place to stop and actually just listen to your own guidance, um, to offer prayer. And then on the way out, it's about trying to reflect what you might have got in that moment at the centre and how you're going to actually bring that out into your everyday life. So it's used for grief, it can be used for relaxation, it's a wonderful way to balance the left and the right hemispheres of the brain and they're having uh, you know, a lot of um, wellness places and jails and spas and schools are starting to put them in and hospitals like we we have one at Westmead Hospital Children's Hospital they put an, a labyrinth in there because people can take whatever they're feeling and their emotions into that labyrinth because it is this beautiful ancient seed pattern mm. which holds the space it's what we call sacred space and so it's multi it's it's multifaceted and before people go in, do you do some sort of um, clearing or some sort of yes, I do. Um, mindfulness? or Yes. Um, people are doing their own journey. Each journey is unique, yep. so it's going to be different for everybody. Yes. Um, but before people would walk it, before the day, I would have already gone through my process or my ceremonial process to actually what we call open the labyrinth so that it's ready to, you know, for people to 
do whatever they would like yeah. to. And in the people there. who are meant to be there will be yes, there on that and day. They, and they will, yes. And then so so there's a walking of the labyrinth that day, and um, it's also a fundraiser for Moloko um, thongs. So now we had Moloko on our show uh, last early last Hope year, Foundation. probably around uh, June, July. It was pretty early, yeah. Yes. So um, so Kaz, do you want to explain what Moloko is all about? In a nutshell, putting shoes on children in India. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. Through her through, beautiful um, yeah. flip-flops, I guess is the best yeah. way and to say it. Yes. And they're inspirational. They yes, are, they are. They leave beautiful messages on the sand. Yes. So yes. it's a fundraiser for Moloko. Yes. So um, so basically it's like walking blessings into the labyrinth. Mm. So those blessings from the shoes will get left in the labyrinth. Oh, okay. So that's so, true. Oh, I, yeah. So yeah. You, um, they will get a pair of thongs. Um, it, there's different ways. You, you, you don't have to have the thongs. It can just be you can come along and not buy them. Um, so it's sort of catered for, a, you know, Both. whatever you yeah. want, basically. And um, and there'll be an Aboriginal, um, as I said, elder who's going to perform the ritual, clearing ritual. And then there's also a gentleman called the name of, by the name of Adrian Hanks, and he's a, a didgeridoo player. Oh, and I love teacher. the didgeridoo. And he's going to play the didgeridoo for us, which is going to be amazing while walking the labyrinth as well. Wow, that sounds amazing. Well, I guess that leads us into our third song, Kaz, and what's that? The third song, Andrea Bocelli and Celine Dion, and they're going to sing the prayer. So enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 or 90.3, your community radio station. That was beautiful. Thank you, Karen. So what made you choose that song today? I chose Andrea Bocelli and that particular song because it's something that opens up my heart immediately when I hear it. It's um, when I paint and when I draw, when I'm doing any type of creative expression, it really gets me straight into finding out my essence and my soul. It like touches my soul so so deeply that I find it very easily then to be creative. So when did you first come across it? Because we were just talking in the break then, uh, well, there wasn't a break in the song, that music often takes you back to a time. Yes, you, you go back to that time or that place when you hear a particular song. So that does that for you now. But when did when were you first aware of that song? How did it come to be so meaningful? Oh, that's does a really, that make that's a sense? really good question. Um, she I has a lot choose, of them. Yeah, <laughs> I choose. Yeah, no, I choose. I choose music. Music's really important to me. The whole sound thing mm. by being a sound therapist. Mm. So my range of music goes from classical through to hip hop through to you know a whole mm. variety of different things. And I think I was painting at the time because I had an exhibition for Parliament House. Mm. And when I when I was painting, I was this song came on, and before I knew it, I was crying, and I felt like so emotional that I found it really easy to unlock to that paint. creativity. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. So music to me is a way of unlocking that creativity, and different music's going to do it for different people, yeah. obviously. So, um, so there isn't one particular genre of music that's going to work for everybody. No. And so when I actually work with people, because I get them to actually put on headphones and paint, um, and we try different music about and ask them to create with that. 
And it's really interesting yeah. what stimulates people. Yeah, what I would turns imagine if you got off. some really boppy thing, you'd have sort of real abstract <laughs> painting going all over the place. But that's, from my perspective, you would. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. That's yeah. about creativity. Yeah. It's, it, the, the whole creative expression is just that. It's, yeah. it's about um, getting into that soul essence, and it's about putting it actually on the canvas or on a piece of paper, and it's not looked at as a work of art. It's bringing out the emotions because quite often, um, and I've read. I think like when the people are dealing with children have gone through tr- trauma and stuff, they give them uh, pencil and paper and they tend to draw their emotions on paper. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It is because um, I've done initiatic art therapy, which is um, is that is exactly yeah. how they use particular movements and yeah. um, give um, – rather than talking through the therapy, um, they use art as that yeah, process. Yeah, to express it. So yeah. if someone's trying to do something and they're procrastinating and they're sitting there and they just can't get into it, would music be a way for them to get past that? Absolutely. Or otherwise I give them some specific things to actually create on the paper. Um, so it's more a movement mm-hmm. and that movement then helps them unlock and then hmm. it, something else can come out. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, I um, also want to ask you, as a child, were you spiritually aware? Like, or was, how was all of this f- realm, for want of a better word, yes. introduced to you? How did it come into your life and then be, be your life's journey? Yeah, I, um, I was born... Quite sensitive Good. and, <laughs> yeah. and we and can highly, see that. Highly, you, have you got I a was, belly button? Yes, we I just do. want to confirm yeah, that. Some people, it's 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 in their family. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, Who my are auntie, intuitive. Exactly. My yeah. auntie um, was a medium. Quite a lot of my family are sensitive, but they don't embrace it. Okay. And but I was born even from a very young age, two, three. I knew that, and I could see auras around people okay. and I could feel when I walked into a house that I didn't particularly like it and I used to see people and you can um, see dead people yes yes cool. and were your parents <laughs> open to you discussing it with them like did did you were you able to say oh there's to, someone over there and they were fine with that or um to a certain extent because it was like a teaching thing for them they'd never experienced it as a parent right yeah. and they didn't know and it was a generation that it was shut down rather yeah. than it's a lot more open now. People yes. are talk, talk about it. Mm. And I believe that all children actually up until the age of around about 12 see. So oh, they can wow. See. I, I thought it was around four or five. I thought it was younger. No, it's up mm. to about 12 because then with this um, – because around about 13, when they get into the teenage years, that's when – Is it puberty high, that does that? Yeah, higher self steps in, mm-hmm. whereas normally until about 12, the mother's spirit actually – higher self um, actually overrides a child's higher self. So a mother can actually help a child up until the first 12, 13 years and then around about 13 years um, the higher self of the individual soul will take place yes. and start becoming more, no, I'm not listening to that, yes. which is oh, where, right. where we come into and, the whole and, teenage and I, years. I, I, yeah. think, okay. I think they lose their uh, voice as well because everything's just, uh, uh. Yeah, they're learning, they're learning what, uh, yes. what to do with their energy. Yes. Yeah. So I was um, quite um, sensitive as a child, but I actually I, I shut it down when I was a teenager because I realised that pe- I couldn't talk about it with a lot of people. Mm. Um, and so you so knew you were different in that I respect. Did. Yeah, I did. And it's that horrible thing of oh, I'm different. Oh, she's um, weird. Don't go yeah, and talk to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So that's that's um, interesting, isn't it? I like mm. it. Yeah, I like it too. That's why I'm asking yeah. the questions. No, I, I just think it's great that we can discuss it. As you said, it's more open yes. now because I'm sure a lot of people weren't, uh, would hide it yes. at school and it would be shut down quite quickly by teachers and, yeah. no, you didn't see that and, and get rid of that pretend friend and all those sort of um, scenarios. Yeah, so I, ju- I just shut it down myself though and then it wasn't until much later, around about mid-20s, or late 20s, that I decided, hey, hang on, this is me. I need to start embracing this. Which leads us into our next song, which is another one that Karen has chosen, Have I Told You Lately? And this could mean, have I told you lately that I can see dead people? (laughs) (laughs) Or have I told you lately that I love you? Thank you. Definitely I love you. Yes. (laughs) By Van Morrison. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 or 90.3, your community radio station. God, Kaz, the time just goes so quickly every week, doesn't it? It does. I know. We've only got like 10 minutes left and we've got so much more to ask Karen, haven't we? We, well, we do. We do. Well, go ahead. We do. Well, whereabouts do you live on the Northern Beaches? In Minor Vale. Minor Vale. So I have the, the space in Minor Vale and then we go up to Bucker Walker. So do you have a lot of land around you in Minor Vale or is it... I've got a, a larger size block, yep. but I've got quite a few trees on it, which yep. I love. And you have like a sanctuary space where you yeah, do Yeah, which is Does it have a special chair or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody should have their sacred space No, that just reminded home. me because Karen and I spent an evening with Oprah, which yes. is great, but she was explaining to everybody how in her home in Hawaii, I think it was. Not only did she explain it, she showed, showed it photos of, okay. of the, chair the trees that she amazing. has. Is it 40 trees or something? Over a 1,000 trees because Started she actually paid someone to count them. Mm. Right. And she has her own special chair, which is her place she goes just to be. To meditate. Or yeah, just to just be, be and to sit and yeah. spend time with herself. Yeah. So I just wondered if you had the same I thing. do. I have a special chair. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else sit in that chair? No. Good. No, that's mine. And it's in a particular, it's like my meditation space. But it was really interesting because sometimes I do want to sit on my husband's side. I, mine's actually in my bedroom. So I've created a space where I have an altar and yeah. where I can light some incense and a yeah. candle and create my own bit of sacred space. And in your book. bedroom? In my bedroom. I would have thought feng shui-wise that would not be the Does ideal place. No. Does it just have oh, to be in okay. a particular area? Because, because my bedroom is actually the way that it works with the feng shui grid is my bedroom is actually my relationships area. Okay. And... That actually works because it's not only about my relationship with my husband, it's also about relationships with business, with self, with everything. Okay. Oh, cool. So, yeah, it really doesn't matter which room sacred space is in for you, for feng shui. You can can pick anywhere. Well, that's Um, interesting because I would have have thought bedroom was relationships and, you know, they always say don't have photos of your children in that area. Well, that's true and I don't have any photos of my children in my my bedroom. My bedroom is my husband and myself. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also have a tree outside that's a particular tree that that is my sacred space. Do you lean up against that tree? No, I sit underneath it. Okay. 
it's just always like getting the energy from oh, the absolutely. Trees. So grounding. It's... I can remember us going somewhere once and I was feeling unwell. Yes. And I went and laid against a tree. Oh, I suggested that because and, I know the um, African American, no, hmm. no, the Native Americans yes. used to do that before they went into battle. Yes. So they well, took it on aligns, extra energy. It actually, if mm. you align your spine, it actually aligns your chakras. Yeah. To, I just laid tree. against it backward and sort of hugged it in yeah. reverse, if you know what I mean, yes, for I five or ten minutes. I felt so much better afterwards. Yeah. Mm. So the whole tree hugging thing, it, it really does work. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Really. So and, talking, to, and to get, you know, take your shoes off yeah, and, and actually put your the, feet yeah. on the tree, tree roots, roots yeah. is oh. amazing for your, for your feet chakras to open them up. Wow. And to really so, so when the roots are above the ground, yeah. is that better? Or? Well, it's a great place to sort of stand and put your feet and cool. do the big, the big hug thing. Okay, cool. Know. Thank you for that because I love trees that have the roots above the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I just always... they love you too. I know, <laughs> I know, and I always thank them for their beautiful sight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So talking about balance... Yes. Um, and we all often talk about the all, all the areas of our lives being balanced, like the professional, spiritual, mental, all that type of thing. Do you feel that you're in balance with that? We often say that we need to visit each one of those rooms for some time in the week, and quite often uh, many of us don't. And we, How do the, you balance yourself? Yeah, like do you feel that you're balanced in all areas or well, do you need to work? Interestingly enough, um, we were, Karen and I were talking about it earlier. Oh, before I, I got here. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, just, asking no, the same no, question. No, just a little bit about mm. no, we want um, our to that. Hear my it. that actually my sort of mantra for this for this mm. year for 2016 is balance. Is oh. trying to is is to keep going with that. Yeah. Um, because I've been quite in my masculine. Yeah. And I need to be more into my feminine and to. And why more... were you there? Was that for your financial professional? Um, growth, growth, or prosperity? Sorry, I, I don't think. So I you're saying you were no, why, re- why did you live more in your masculine, masculine than your oh, feminine? Right, because I was. Doing, were you spending more doing. time in your professional and financial areas of your life rather yes. than somewhere organizing, else? Organizing, organizing right. the retreat, yeah, and building and creating mm. and doing all that instead of actually receiving and being yep. and just being still. Right. Uh, so this year, it's it's about balance for me too. And so, and so, what are you going to do to ensure that that's, that you stay balanced. on track with that? Well, in the morning, I'm going to um, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do my <laughs> daily gratitude. <laughs> You're going to get my, up. I'm yeah. going to do my daily gratitude. Yep. Breathe. Take my dog for a walk. Yeah. Um, factor in some, you know, some meditation time. Factor in some exercise and. Yeah. So it's about having a morning ritual that's have, just for you. Yeah. Do you have stairs in your house? I do. Okay. I was given this amazing ritual which I have been doing. But I thought it was given to you, just you solely. I can share, okay. and she may choose to take it on. Okay. Um, Fifteen minutes of stairs to get your heart pumping. Yeah. And then fifteen minutes of meditation straight after. So that you can probably to need heart. it after fifteen minutes of stairs. <laughs> I have to say, it's a great way to start the day. I'm going to give it a go. And I, I, I love I would, trying new and, things, and it, it is amazing. I have to say, I am so energized all day long, and I have been eating completely different as well. And this is my year, as I said, to release the excess weight, and I, I just love it. It's a great way to set you up for the day. Okay, can I just say? Well, that would be our tip for today. 
It is our tip for our From listeners today. From inspiring pearls of wisdom. Exactly. And unless Karen has one, because we are really running out of time now, ladies. No, I love that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I love new things. So mm. I'm oh, going to cool. try that too. So let's stay connected <laughs> on that. And that will be our year of actually going 15 minutes of stairs, mm-hmm. 15 minutes of meditation. Let's get rid of the gym. Fantastic. Because the gym is very adrenalizing. Yeah. Yes. So Karen... Thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. Oh, thank you both. I have really enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, it's and been great. I always enjoy speaking to Kaz. That's just a given. <laughs> no, thank you very much. It's been an honour to be here and to so, so share just, what I have. So just quickly, if our listeners want to learn more about you and especially about your celebration where everyone's invited, where can they um, get in contact with you? Probably the best thing is on the website, which is www.karenquant.com.au. And Quant is Q-U-A-N-T. Yeah, and Karen's the K-A-R-E-N. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you, everyone. And Kaz, I guess I'll, check with you. I'll chat with you next week. You will. Bye, everybody. Bye. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Oops, I forgot to introduce the last song. Silly Karen. It's You're the Inspiration by Chicago. So enjoy, everybody. <laughs>